right now you're standing at the beginning of the bike tour. Uh, you're standing on a, uh, besides a pretty large building. Uh, it's a nice house um, right next to the Rhine. With, like beautiful views, nice landscapes, nice surroundings, very peaceful. And well, peaceful is not always true. You might think, oh, this is pretty far from where everybody else lives, far from people, far from business. But that's not always true. Uh, if you are doing this bike tour in uh, on a sunny day or in the summer period, uh, you might actually see this, see this right now. But it can actually be quite busy and crowded here. As you can see, there are a lot of um, uh, parking places for bikes. And there uh, is a big open field for recreational purposes. And people can go uh, have a little swim in the Rhine, which is actually not recommended uh, by the government. Um, but yeah, you might think, uh, oh, this is a pretty nice uh, spot, which it actually is, but there are also downsides. So some houses can actually look more beautiful than they actually are. And, and that's with all the houses. All houses have disadvantages and, uh, and downsides. And so does this one have. But maybe this house has a little bit more upsides and positive points than uh, most houses in the Netherlands. As you've maybe read in the bike tour, this pumping station is quite a controversial topic. As you know, the water board wants to uh, guide a lot of water out of the floodplain so that there is more water holding capacity and the groundwater level is low. But this affects the biodiversity and the nature development which can happen. Because when the groundwater level is low, not much nature can grow. So this is actually a very big debate in Wageningen between people who want to higher the groundwater level and people who want to lower the groundwater level. And the water board needs to find a middle way so that both parties are somewhat happy. If you look forward, you can now see the total floodplain. Uh, it's pretty large and uh, as you know, uh, a floodplain is used to store water. Uh, and that is especially in the case when uh, the river um, has a lot of water to flow through. Uh, when a lot of ice water in the Alps melt or when there are uh, really heavy storms and rains in the Netherlands or in Germany or Switzerland, the countries where the Rhine also flows through. Um, the, the river can have moments where there needs to be a lot of uh, water to be transported. Um, but not all water fits uh, perfectly into the river because the river is not big enough for uh, those events. And then the water, um, and then the water level in the river in the river gets so high that the uh, water uh, flows out of the border of the river. Uh, but that's not really desirable because uh, villages can get uh, f uh, flooded or certain parts get damaged. And that's not wanted. And that's why uh, the floodplains are here to uh, uh, control that uh, in a manner where it's okay that it floods. So this whole floodplain is uh, surrounded by, um, right in front of you, uh, very far is the river. And on the sides, left and right, and where you're standing on right now, uh, are dikes. Uh, and these dikes, the, they also have... Uh, they also make up the border of the floodplain. Uh, and if you measure uh, the, the height from the bottom of the floodplain to the edge of the dike, uh, then you have a height. And if you measure the surface area of the whole floodplain, you have a total area. And if you uh, multiply the, 
the total area times the height, you get a, a volume. And that volume that says something about uh, the, the amount of water that can be stored in the floodplains. And that is also something I did for my research. Uh, I uh, measured with uh, Google Maps the total area of the floodplain. Uh, and I also uh, measured the, the height uh, of the bottom of the floodplain until the top of the dike. And I did this using the site uh, AHN, which is Dutch for Actuele Hoogte Bestand Nederland. And I split the area up in three parts. Uh, because not all parts of the floodplain have an equal uh, are equally high, and so I split them up in three parts. Um, which uh, and in those three parts, uh, a clear average uh, could be measured of the height of the floodplain. And I also measured three separate surface areas corresponding to those same uh, height uh, areas. And and I. Uh, I calculated the volume and I added those up in the end and that way I uh, knew what the total volume of the floodplain is um, and the total area the total volume water that can be stored in the floodplain is around 2.3 million uh, cubic meters of water which is uh, very which is a lot of amount of water right now you're cycling on the Gebbedijk and now you're entering the Veerweg and what may be a little bit strange if you look closely, or maybe you didn't even notice it, but you're going downwards. The, it's sloping down and the dike isn't that high so much anymore. It's quite strange, you may think, because the dike should be high. It should protect us. The, the water should not come through. Why is it going down? Why is it so low? Shouldn't it be higher? That's a good question. But uh, if you look forward and a little bit to the left, you can see there's actually an elevation in the, in the area. You can see there are some hills and elevation in the area, and it's actually naturally formed. It's called the Wageningse Berg, and it's part of the, uh, of, of the Veluwe, which is a higher area in the Netherlands. There's no need to build a dike here, because this naturally formed uh, area is already high enough to protect the area behind it. This already acts sort of as a dike, so there's no need to build a high dike here, because there's already a structure there. Right before you make a right-hand turn to the fourth location of the Peak Bike Tour, on the road called Aan de Rijn, uh, you're standing on the Veerweg. And the Veerweg is a road which lies on top of the Winterdijk. Uh, and the Winterdijk protects Wageningen and the whole area behind it uh, from floods. Uh, and you may think, oh, this is a pretty safe location, it's far from the Rhine. Uh, but in not all periods, it is a very safe location. Because, uh, for instance, in 2018 there was a period with pretty high water in the Rhine and it actually filled the whole floodplain of Wageningen. So if you were to stand here in 2018 on that certain moment, you would actually have wet feet. If you uh, search on Google for uh, Wageningen hoogwater, or in English Wageningen high water, you would actually find certain photos which shows the high water situations which were in 2018. I don't know about you, but if I were to live in one of the houses on the Veerweg, I would be pretty concerned and uh, uh, pretty concerned about the water because it would actually get really close. And some of you may think, oh well, if the water gets to the house and it damages some things, you're always covered by uh, some policies or, uh, well, it's not your fault, you couldn't do anything about it. 
uh, but th that's not actually true. Uh, I talked with the, the, the municipality of Wageningen and they told me, well, uh, you don't have to live there. It's your own choice if you want to live on a house on the Veerweg. So if you, the river gets too close and uh, damages some uh, things on your property, uh, it's your fault. So now let's continue the bike tour and follow the road called Aan de Rijn, which will lead to another uh, very beautiful location. When you approach the fourth location on the bike tour, you can see the big white house in the floodplain. In my opinion, this is a very special house because I don't think there are many houses in the Netherlands with such a unique and beautiful location. It's very close to the Rhine and there are not many houses around it. You are surrounded by nature and peace, which I think is very beautiful. For my research, I also talked with the people who live in the house because I wanted to know um, if they thought about the risk when they bought the house, if they're ever worried about it, uh, and if they have a look at the Rhine sometimes to, uh, to see how high the water is and what they all think of the situation. I discovered that there are actually two families living in the big house because it's split up in the middle. I talked with one of the, uh, the residents and we had a nice conversation in his garden. We talked about my questions and he answered them very nicely. And he actually told me about the flood in 2018. In 2018, as I told before, the water was really high. And when the water was that high, the, the road which connects the house to the main road was actually overflown and the house was uh, all alone and not accessible by car. But, but sometimes they, they do need to leave the house and get groceries or uh, go to their work or something. So they have to leave the house. And they thought about that and they have uh, a boat uh, with a motor behind it and they share it uh, between the two houses. Uh, so they make so they uh, made sure uh, somebody is always at home to use the boat and pick people up on the main road so they can um, pendle between the uh, the main road and the house which i think is really clever congratulations you finished the bike tour i really hope you enjoyed it so now you have two options well actually three the third one is to go home but i would not suggest that uh, the other two options are you can either go uh, a little bit further and then eventually go to the right which also is written in the uh, in the bike tour app uh, there's a nice walking path uh, through the floodplain and will eventually lead you to the Wageningse Gul and there's a nice bridge over the Gul uh, with a nice view I would really recommend that because uh, cycling is nice but walking gets you way close to the to nature uh, and you can experience in a whole different way and the other suggestion I have is to uh, go to the left or a little bit back and then to the left. Um, because when you go to the left, uh, you go closer to the Rhine and, and you can actually go to the, uh, the crypts right there. Uh, on some spaces there are actually small beaches where you can sit uh, and chill. And there are also uh, uh, patches of grass, uh, other walking paths. So I would also really recommend you to go to the left. Um, and see, the, and see the river Rhine from up close. I would like to thank you for participating in this bike tour. I also hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you learned something new and maybe you have gained a new interest in this area and then maybe you can come back. Depends on which uh, time of the year you've come. Uh, I hope you came in the summer or in, the, or in spring because this is the 
best time of the year to be here. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks and have a nice day.